millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let's get ready to rumble! Hey there! Do you like films? Do you like wrestling from the 2000s? Do you want to see a film about wrestling from the 2000s? Well, WrestleTalk are hosting a special screening of Ready to Rumble for its 19th anniversary at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square on May 7th, 2019. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Myself, Ollie Davis, Luke Owen, Laurie Blake, Randy Andy Datsun, Pequenel, and maybe a few other surprises will be in attendance for a meet and greet before the film. And then stick around after the screening for a special Wrestle Ramble podcast recording where we'll talk in depth about David Arquette winning the WCW Championship to promote the film and what it did for the wrestling industry. Would that be raw sewage I'm smelling? They kind of always like that smell. If you've not seen Ready to Rumble before, come see the sports entertainment epic The Detroit News Said manages to insult not only pro wrestlers, but also their fans. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. Dude, the Matt-based masterpiece the New York Post called a toilet humor farce proud of its own crudeness. Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gabby. And if that doesn't tempt you, the Orlando Sentinel said of this barn burner brilliance, yes, film fans, there is a new worst movie of all time. Any match, any time. The Steel Cage. Steel Cage wins. No, so come see Shut up, Randy! Shut up, you're not part of this! So come see Ready to Rumble at the Prince Charles Cinema on May 7th with your friends at WrestleTalk. Tickets are available now. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis on the eve of Prince Charles Day, Wrestle Talk Live in London, and I'm joined. By Lou Cohen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Are you excited? I can't wait. I keep forgetting about it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's today. Yeah, I had that all yesterday when yeah. I was getting all the clips together for the podcast record we're doing afterwards. And I was like, I've still got time to get all these sorted. And then I thought, oh no, it's tomorrow. And then I got home and my wife said to me, I was like, oh, are you looking forward to tomorrow? I was like, why? What's happening tomorrow? Mm. And then yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I keep, I keep forgetting. forgetting. 
so is it, this podcast will be out yes. before 8pm. Exactly, yeah. This podcast will be out around about an hour and a half after we finish recording this. I'm very quick at turning it around. Yes. So go and buy tickets if you haven't already. In the words of Michael Cole, what are you waiting for? Oh, it's... it's so much value you're going to get for your ticket mm. price if you can make it down to London Town. Got something in your nose there, mate. I just thought I'd point that out before I we go camera. <laughs> Do you want to hear this uh, very interesting email we got in from Jaron Walker? Uh, he gets in touch with us quite a bit. He says, uh, Dear Lake Owl, the one we're all forced to like, Poot and Andy Datsun. That is a confusing uh, string yeah, of words. I know, right? But he says here, How dare you? How dare you all hate on the greatest sitcom of all time? <laughs> I'm 19 years old, and I honestly think that the, Bing ba- the Big Bang Theory is a hilarious piece of television. Mm. First of all, they're wrapping up their 12th and final season, something Friends and Seinfeld couldn't even do. And also, the jokes are legitimately funny, unlike the psychotic, unlikable narcissism of sitcoms like Seinfeld and Friends. Did they overuse the live track? Yes. Do I sit there with a straight face for most of the episodes I choose to watch? Yes. Do I mostly watch because I want Penny to have my children? You bet your ass I do. But it is an entertaining show, damn it. And my dad thinks so too. I love the the Penny thing is because that's what I used to get with Scrubs. I'd watch it just so I could see Elliot (laughs) and maybe one day we would get together. Yeah, Sarah Chalk. When she showed up with uh, in Friends from College, I was like, this show just went up a notch. I didn't know who it was. I was like, why do I know your face? <laughs> uh, so many of the things you brought up there, that you sit in stony face silence for the majority of the episode, that it none of those shows you mentioned are celebrated beyond like their seventh season. Yeah. That, that most TV shows run out of ideas especially American ones which have ridiculously long seasons of 20 to 24 episodes they're not like British sitcoms that like they they have six episodes per series and they usually end after the second one there were only ever 12 episodes of 40 towers yep that's insane absolutely there was only uh, 12 episodes of the office not including the Christmas specials specials yeah yeah so yeah I I'm not all those arguments I counter and I'm not even going to say, well, it wasn't my generation. No, it's just a bad show, Jaron Walker. <laughs> also, like, yeah, I mean, there's even a joke in The Good Place that friends ran out of ideas in season eight. And they give the argument of, like, why would you put uh, Joey and Rachel together? doesn't make any sense. I would argue that it did for the time. Also, You he, are the only person who thinks I that. am the only person who will go to bat for that Even the line. cast <laughs> were against that decision. I thought it worked, man. I thought it was really sweet. I thought it was rubbish. It ran out of steam very, very quickly, but I did think it was sweet in the early goings. It's bad booking. <laughs> and also, there's a line in The Good Place where he's just like, how can they afford that apartment in New York? And I was like, Michael... That's explained in the first season. Rent control. It's rent control. It's right there. The line of dialogue is right there for you. But you chose to ignore that good place just so you could make a joke at another sitcom's expense. Well, joke's on you. Anyway, um, thank you, uh, Luke Chador. uh, uh, Do do you want to go into the outro? I I wasn't actually going to read out this email, but I was just going to say thank you, uh, Luke Chador, for what you sent across in your email. However, it is illegal and we're not going to watch it. (laughs) But uh, anyway, we're going to dive into the show now. Uh, We're going to be talking about the wild card rule that was introduced on Raw last night. Wild card! And can it save WWE? Here is the show. Dig it, 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 dig it
guess we need some preamble to set up this episode of Raw. Yes. Roman Reigns tweeted over the weekend, I'm going to go to Raw because I've got unfinished business. Yep. And then WWE's official Twitter account was like, Nope, you are a SmackDown superstar no, you're and not, you're not allowed on Raw, so we don't want you here. Mm. And then Roman re- uh, tweeted back saying, I don't know, is my yard? Something about a yard? He just said, no, I'm going to go to Raw. Yeah. And I think WWE replied again saying, no, you're not. Thankfully, they had his music ready for when he came up today mm. or yesterday. So the, the Twitter account is also with the McMahons? Uh, well, they say that WWE officials have said that Roman is not unwelcome. Okay, or well, whatever. along those words. Whatever. Vince McMahon opens this episode of Raw. No chance. <laughs> uh, boo, we hate you, Vince McMahon. You've been screwing up so many NXT call-ups recently. Everyone cheers. Oh, I, I, this happens every single time. <laughs> I cheered. We How can you not? There we go. Vince McMahon is bad for this company. We need him gone. As soon as he makes an entrance, we're like, woohoo, he's yeah. here. And do love that theme music. It's great. This is classic WWE and Vince McMahon. When ratings are down, bring out a McMahon, the we biggest like McMahon, Vince. And ratings are very, very, very much down. Record low ratings since WrestleMania. And that was after WrestleMania. It continues to drop. Mm-hmm. We, we are on the precipice of an under 2 million non-holiday episode of Raw. When was your prediction when that was going to happen? Well, I said it was going to happen uh, like ju- end of July. Yeah, but it's it, not, it might end up being sooner. It could be this week. Yeah, before the SummerSlam build. Yeah. But no, no, it could be, could be by the end of May. Um, but Roman Reigns almost immediately interrupted Vince and said, and the, oh, the goal, the goal of WWE to write these words you were for Roman. Very to say. unhappy about this when you came into the office. Why? Well, just he, he said, look, six months ago or whatever in December, you Shane Stephanie Triple H stood out here and you said it's going to be a new era and the fans of the authority, the dub, sorry, the WWE universe. You're going to listen to them. Yeah, and we're here again, and I'm just like, you have done this. Three times in six in under six months. Hit the reset button. To soft reboot uh, a product three times. That's that's panic moves. Well, yeah, but you know, maybe WWE thinks it's like Janet, that when you reset it Ah, from the good place. It comes back better. Yeah. No, 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 it hasn't. It hasn't, happened. <laughs> it hasn't yet, no. Um yeah, it's funny as well because <laughs> I think WWE and it's funny as well because a lot of people say to us, ah, oh, you put too much focus on ratings. Um, and really, ratings aren't that important in this modern era because you've got Hulu and you've got YouTube and you've got things like that, people illegally streaming in it. So ratings really don't matter anymore. Well, I mean, tell that to the USA Network because clearly this was a panic show. And the commentators were hammering home all night long. What a great show. This is a show for the ages. What a tremendous product we are putting out at the moment. Vince is a genius. God, we're doing great right now. Look at the amazing stuff you're going to see for the next three hours. And like when Vince came out, the first thing Cole said was, you can't have a bigger way to open this show than Vince McMahon. It was a proper panic-filled episode. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of that North Korean level of propaganda (laughs) where you're just, if we say this enough and have these fixed smiles on our faces, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. The house isn't burning down like that that drawn dog meme (laughs) where he's just sitting there at a kitchen table. I thought it was something about uh, Bray Wyatt's painting he did last week. Yeah, what? Yeah, maybe 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 that that is a meta-commentary. People thought it was all about the Viper and the family. It was his compound. No, no, he was was actually just drawing Titan Towers. Yeah, I'm stuck, help me, (laughs) AEW. So, yeah, the Roman calls McMahon out for the whole you're the authority figures. 
now thing. And then Daniel Bryan's music hits. Yeah. Which, you know, regardless of what's going on, is such a welcome sound because he disappeared for a while after WrestleMania. Disappeared, yeah. yeah. The rumour was that he was injured and WWE were keeping it very close to their chest. Meltzer said it was a concussion, but it wasn't. Well, no, he speculated. He speculated it was yeah. a concussion, yeah. Yeah, he said an educated guess would, yeah. you know, because of his history of concussions. So they, uh, Daniel Bryan comes out and he, he says, I want to have an intelligent conversation with you, Vince. And then Kofi Kingston's music hits. I'm like, well, this is, this is fun. Yeah. This is fun. This is undoubtedly fun because I love Kofi. I love Brian. It's Vince is a big name, mm-hmm. even even in 2019. But what is going on? That was pretty much my note as well. Is what is going on here? Yeah, and yeah, and it was like these three big surprises. Well, I say two big surprises, I suppose, because we we knew that Roman was going to be there, but we weren't expecting Brian and Kofi to be there, and. Yeah, and and like, and then all of a sudden Drew McIntyre comes, and I was like, I smell a tag team match oh, playing. <laughs> but um, it turned out not to be a tag team match, and instead Vince was like, Hey, I'm going to book WrestleMania rematches, and I was like, Oh, there were some really classic matches at WrestleMania. Which one are you going to pick? Roman versus Drew, and I was like, Oh, great, the one that no one remembered. The crowd were audibly like. Ah, no. but then he said, and also Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Everyone went, yay! 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 That's much better. But he introduced this new system that he came up with on the spot. He claims in the in his promo, and it felt like that throughout the show because it did seem to change every now and again. But he said that he's introducing the wild card, the wild card rule. I guess it's wild cards. Mm. Well, I, well I, th- I thought he just called it the wild he, card. He did, I, yeah, but... They uh, are yeah, the wild yeah. cards. Okay. And he explained, I believe his exact words were, three stars from Raw can go to SmackDown. Could. Could. Could go. And three stars from SmackDown could go to SmackDown. Those were his exact Oh, did he say it wrong? <laughs> yeah, he did. I didn't catch that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, sensibly, the point is that ev- from now on, we still have a brand split... But stars can go over, but it's limited in number of who can go over. I don't know who's a, who makes the decisions of who can go over, but apparently they can now. So AJ Styles said he's going to show up on SmackDown. And they didn't even stick to three. <laughs> there were five. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- yeah. Okay, let's not count on this shame. Well, not counting Elias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five, yeah. yeah. I'm just agreeing with you. But the, oh, sorry. The... the by the end of the night, we'd essentially had five SmackDown stars on Raw, even though they said three at the start, and one of them is Lars Sullivan, which we'll talk about later, and Vince, you know, looks at him and goes, well, maybe we better have four then. <laughs> which is, you know, that's a funny line based on the characters and what was going on. But it was fine! <laughs> it was just, what's I going th- on? I think they forgot that Elias was on SmackDown now and just yeah. didn't count him. I guess he ran on, like, maybe he was with Shane... So but that, usually that's meant to be a big deal, isn't it? Like when Becky and like led the invasion before Survivor Series. Also, what's Survivor Series going to mean this year? Because it's no longer the one night of the year when they go well, head to head. I think we can write off anything post October because that's you know that's when it moves to Fox, and I, I imagine the whole landscape is going to be revamped once again. And it's interesting you mentioned Fox as well because the story that we've been hearing since the Fox deal is that Fox wanted exclusive stars mm. they wanted stars that were only on smackdown they didn't want any like sharing them with the usa network now the story is it's fox and usa network that are asking wwe to get rid of the brand splits because yeah. they actually want a shared roster and continued storylines 
And this is <coughs> Vince McMahon's way of, quote, throwing them a bone, of saying, okay, look, I'm not going to get rid of the brand split, but I will let three, no, 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 four stars jump from show to show. Analyze. <laughs> Analyze. And Shane. Yeah. And Becky. And the Iconics. Uh, to jump between. Corey Graves. And, and Corey Graves between. <laughs> What a brand split, What a folks. brand split. Brand three split, years. Brand split, in, uh, not even three years. But this happened with the last brand know, split. They did it and then got bored of it. because lasted they were like, a lot longer, though. It did last longer, but then the ratings start to tumble. And they're like, huh, why are the ratings tumbling? Oh, it's because we've split uh, we've sprit the blands. We, <laughs> we've split the, the brands. Split. The bland sprit. We've split the brands, so we'll put them all back together. And then the ratings start to do okay again. Mm-hmm. And now they've just split them apart. And now the rain is starting to crumble again. So they're just putting them back together. In three years' time, we'll just get another brand split. Yes. Yeah. So it's... The, and, and the other thing was was Vince kept on saying ha- how he was a genius. He booked those WrestleMania matches and he went, that's it. I'm a genius. Such meta commentary. Yeah. And then uh, when he came up with the wild card rule on the spot, I know I say on the spot, but maybe it was actually legit on the spot. He's gone from rewriting stuff five minutes before they go on air to while he's in the ring. <laughs> Triple H is probably scrambling around in the back end. Don't, don't let him say NXT. If he calls anyone up randomly, just cut the mic. But he yeah, wouldn't know any names. Yeah, and he, he said, yeah, uh, purple dream. Exactly. But he, 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 he says, I'm a genius after that as well. And he said it later on in the night. And Michael Cole, like babyface commentators, were saying, what a genius move. Like you said about the, the sort of fluff propaganda piece to appease the networks. It is. It's total like, no, Vince has totally got this under control. He's a genius. It felt like real meta commentary. But like what an insane, like how detached from reality do you have to be to say, just keep saying I'm a genius on commentary and I think we'll get out of this one. There was a, uh, a Twitter thread that was posted up yesterday of like crazy Vince McMahon stories. And it is wonderful to read through it is marvelous my favorite one this is slightly sidebarring slightly here but i did want to bring this one up with you there's a story that uh jr and gerald briscoe were in a car and jr farted and it smelled so bad that gerald briscoe threw up wow and vince thought this was the funniest thing so he kept trying to make himself fart so gerald briscoe would then throw up and he ended up crapping his pants and then had to go out and do a segment. And so and he instructed everyone to film him from the waist up because he'd crapped his pants trying to make Gerald Briscoe throw up. Who told that story? It's one of, as a former writer. He, he posted up this thread of like the stories that he's had over the years. Maybe that's where the walk came from. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I side wow. Yeah, so that, that's it's a sort of like little... You know, it's what we're dealing with. It's what we're dealing Genius. with. <laughs> Genius Vince McMahon. So yeah, so this really was like I I've seen a lot of people say worst roar of the year, worst no. show of the year. And it really wasn't. If anything, actually, this show was better than last week because the main event was really good. But it wasn't a great show again. And it just reeked of desperation. It just reeked of, uh oh, the ratings are falling. We need to do something yet again and just hitting another reset button. Well, I I actually quite liked uh, a lot of the show, There's, there were some awful parts of it, you know, the Revival and Uso stuff. But largely, it was an okay to actually quite exciting episode. Not just because you've got these people I really like from SmackDown. And, and so I know it's quite tired, the, the bland split, ha ha, LOL. But seeing Kofi on Raw with the WWE title against Daniel Bryan, 
I felt like it was a big deal. Yeah. I, I know it didn't mean anything, but I re- it, it was exciting. It was a great Also, match. the way they structured the show was crashing into stuff, like setting up threads. Here's a shot of Miz waiting outside Shane's uh, locker room. The girls are getting the the, deep, the deepest the girls the, the the women's division are getting invitations. They were setting up bits and threads to go through the show, and I thought that was done very well. Uh, it made it feel more chaotic and like anything can happen. But that yeah, the problem with is it just you've broken your own rules so many times that nothing means anything. It's just all. It's just all style and there's no substance and the style is a bit dated anyway. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. And, and I mean, I didn't like the Roman-Drew match at all. Oh, I, why I, not? Let's get on to that. Because I, I was going to argue that another positive of this, although it doesn't really matter, is that, my God, WWE do have a fantastic roster. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is, yeah, undoubtedly, they have an incredible roster. When you, like, seeing Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins and AJ Styles and Kofi all in the same opening segment with Drew coming out, I'm like, man, that's like, if you had all these guys on one show, that's that's a legit roster there. But it's not because they've, they've obviously done the brand split and you've got a separation of talent, but they've also booked seven-eighths of, each roster terribly mm-hmm. so you you but you've got these top tier guys put them all on one show feels like a really good show yeah and i i did enjoy the roman mcintyre mm, okay. rematch what didn't you like about it, it it's just, it's every roman reigns match I disagree. we've seen yeah yeah i mean yeah. no no i mean absolutely go ahead i thought it was a lot more back and forth than usual mm. yeah uh, i i loved the alabama slam onto the apron that was a great spot yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, I, I particularly like uh, drew just booting him out of the air whenever he tries to do the superman punch i thought yeah. that was nice and and the the failed drive by spots i thought that this wasn't I don't think there was actually a rest hold in the whole thing. No, it wasn't as rest hold heavy. And there was there were no rest holds in the opening Baron Corbin match. It, it didn't feel as... I, I, I wouldn't argue that it was back and forth. I would say it was Drew mostly working over. But because Drew's a very good worker, he can mm. creatively work over someone as opposed to just Baron Corbin cranking that headlock. and that, that's a WrestleMania. That'll take five minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I said that it was. Uh, I, I, the finish was, you know, fine. Roman had the match won, and then Elias and Shane jumped the ring because Shane is feuding with two different people at the moment. He's feuding with the Miz on SmackDown, and no, sorry, the Miz on Raw. Yeah, and Roman on SmackDown. I can't even remember now. I actually joked with. We talked about this when we were at Progress the other day. I couldn't remember which brand Elias was on. I thought he was on Raw mm. until someone corrected me and said no, he's on SmackDown now. Um, yeah, and I was, and then uh, they. Miz came out and I was like, ah, maybe now they'll set up another tech match and we'll do Miz and uh, Miz and Roman versus Elias and Drew. And thank God they didn't. No, Miz chased Shane Out around the building. The building. Uh, there was a hilarious bit where Shane hid from the Miz. Miz ran past him with a chair. Shane goes to go down some stairs. Charlie Caruso with a with a camera crew of about twenty people start chasing after him. Go, tell us, tell us why you're evil. Start trying to interview. He's like, I'm hiding. Yeah, I'm trying to hide. Corey buried her so much. He was like, Where did she get her journalistic degree? How dare she try and interview mm. Shane in that? But like, yeah, I mean, I thought Shane was. I thought the segment was quite cool. I'd have liked to have seen Shane sell those chair shots that he took, though. Yeah. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's the best in the world. Oh, you're absolutely right. But the the rest of the this little brawl was shot from a high angle, like almost from the top of a, a staircase, down at the Miz chasing Shane round a limo. 
it was it felt different and it I felt would, fresh yeah. and i would say as well i think that really gets over the steel cage because mm. the whole point is uh, shane was running away when you're inside a steel cage you don't have that option so actually i think that's really nice so i like that what what worried me a lot is that there's just this group of people in the mid card who are usually with baron corbin so that's drew that's bobby it was elias and now and so for a period it was braun Strowman, mm-hmm. dolph ziggler and now seeing Shane out there with Drew and Elias, I just thought, man. And he was with Bobby last week. Yeah. I was just like, it's it's the Shane of evil. Are you okay? It's the it's Shane of It's an omni-Shane of Vortex, a vortex of omni-Shane. Oh, no. Yeah, so I didn't like that. Uh, but the rest of the segment I enjoyed. Uh, the, the other sort of flash panicky bit was Lars Sullivan came out to, for a No Way Jose match. Why was No Way Jose out? That was never explained. He was just doing his conga line. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Lars Sullivan showed up. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, so what was Jose doing? More to the point, why did Lars... Was he waiting for Jose to do his conga line? It doesn't make any sense, no. But I don't like No Way Jose's gimmick. I find the conga line and the music insanely annoying. This was very cathartic for me. Because Lars... Beat people up. Oh, and he battered and threw these idiots around, and it was quite wonderful. I loved how one was wearing a crappy cape, <laughs> and he was thrown in the air. Uh, yeah, this someone was dropped in the apron. I thought Lars looked the best he's done actually in all the sort of beatdown spots. Just like this of, one's on our truth, but like he yeah, had more yeah, people to beat more up people here, which was beat. nice. Yeah, uh, and then he saw Vince backstage. Vince is on the phone backstage in in an office. And he's he's talking, and no one knows who to. And he's just saying like, "Yeah, the wild card rule: three people here, three people there, blah blah blah." And then I'm a ge-. he even says, "I'm a genius." And Lars walks in and goes, "Well, maybe maybe four. And then he walks off, which would be like that's a good joke, but what are the rules? It just it's so infuriating. Is there like a sign up sheet? For, for you to sign up on to say like I'm going to go to Smackdown tonight or I'm going to go to Raw next week I, 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 there's no explanation of how this works or why yeah. it's there in the first place other than Vince is a genius this really reminds me I've seen a lot of people compare it to WCW in its dying days I think it's more I'm going to compare this to Impact or TNA sorry back in, when TNA had Hogan Bischoff and Russo running the show and they were like we can compete with WWE we've got a good enough roster let's go head to head on Monday nights and it backfired instantly as soon as they did it they lost all their audience mm. because it turns out their audience was just watching WWE Raw <laughs> and then were watching them on Thursday because yeah. there was no other wrestling on so they went head to head completely died to death but every single week was a reset show of being like this is a new thing mm. here's our new thing here's our new thing we're going to try this now and none of it ever stuck and that's what slightly concerns me about this it's just as you quite eloquently said at the start of the show this is the third reset in six months that's not great and i just fear there's going to be more resets to come before we get to october and it's not just a reset as in here's this or yeah, start of new feuds. Like, you'd expect that after WrestleMania. The Superstar Shake-Up is technically a reset episode. Apparently the Superstar Shake-Up is just still going. This is basically just another version of the Shake-Up. Yeah, this is, this is characters on screen who are also real-life owners of the company coming out into the ring and saying, this is a bad show we've been giving you. We're going to try and make it better. They've done that three times. It's just mind-blowing. I don't... 
And the, the, the way Vince keeps on saying, I'm a genius, that feels to me like, you know, <clears throat> if this was properly done, that would play into something where he's not a genius, he's the heel, he's going to get a comeuppance. Kofi and Vince were in the ring together in the start of the show. Nothing was ever really said about all the feud and stuff that came before WrestleMania. Yeah. So I just think he doesn't... This, is, this isn't going to play into anything. If you're sitting around thinking, I can't wait for this storyline to pay off and Vince is going to be ousted by Triple H or whatever fantasy booking you've done yourself, it's not going to happen. That's not what they've thought about. This was come up with on the day. I think the genius line is meta-commentary. I think it's him saying that because people question his choices. And he's saying that because he's Vince. And that's probably he probably gets a kick out of that. Mm. But trying to crap his pants at the same time. I would like to think that this is going to lead somewhere. But then again, I thought that, well, people were saying that months ago, that this was going to lead to something. It was going to lead to Triple H and Stephanie trying to take over. We thought this with the, the Becky Lynch thing when he was just putting Charlotte Flair into the match or he was taking Kofi mm-hmm. Kingston out of matches and putting Kevin Owens in. We thought that was going to lead to this and it, or lead to something, and it hasn't. It's just been things happening and things are just still happening. If it does end up being with Steph and Triple H are going to lead like a new revolution and they're going to take over the company and you know bring it back to its past glory... I don't want WWE to sit there and go like, see, it was all part of the plan. Yeah, it yeah, was all yeah. the story. We we buried Daniel Bryan so he could win at WrestleMania 30. Boulder Dash, mate. You didn't. Mm. Like, there's enough people on record to say that is a lie and that's false history. We had to screw Bret Hart out of the title. He was going to show up on Nitro. There's enough evidence to show that was never going to happen. Mm. And, yeah, so if this does, and I, I don't want people saying, ah, well, you should have just waited. should have waited. It was always going to pay off for something. Well, the last part of it that made this Raw enjoyable to watch, like it was a relatively easy watch, I would say, uh, was the main event of Kingston versus Bryan, two two SmackDown stars, two wild cards, uh, and they had a really, really fun match. Really, really liked this, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, There were just so many nice counters from from Bryan working over the shoulder. There was a great Bryan dropkick like a shotgun drop kick to cut off Kofi's midair yeah. trouble in paradise. Uh, I, yeah, I really liked it. And what I I was surprised I liked this so much. Kofi went over clean and very strong. Yeah, and uh, there was a spot where Kofi did like a backdrop yeah. over the ropes. He nearly cracked his head on that apron and on the LED board. Mm. It was it was amazing that he was you know he didn't hurt himself on that. But were, my favorite spot of this was when Brian goes to throw him into the post. And Kofi just sort of like leapt up parkour style like onto the apron, onto the ring post, and did the Nesty plunge yeah. onto Brian. It was really, really fluid. It was, it was really great. And yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to see Kofi go over very, very strong. Almost put a pin in that feud. I thought it was really great. Although, got to give Renee some credit here. When this match started, and she said, as flatly as possible, shout out to the wildcard rule. <laughs> Genius. And Genius I think really. I actually put too much emotion into her delivery. Yeah. Bless Renee. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But before that, we've got some Patreon shout-outs to do. So thank you, Paulie Dangerously Jarman. Whoa, Woo! yes, yeah. the Jarman! I didn't see these on your thing, I just... They are there. Oh. The Craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Whoa, Whoa yes. yes, nice. A $100 man CD hover. Whoa, Whoa. Yes. yes, nice. El Seguente Top Model de Gran Bretaña. Bill Stopford. That is good. Thanks, Mike. Well, well read. Thank you. Uh, Ken, I'm not eligible to get a case of craft beer. De Leon. Oh, well. He's not in the UK. Absolutely not. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Thank Whoa. you for your super yeah. chats as well, my friends. Arnie K. The K stands for the coolest dude ever. Oh, he is cool. He's the best. He's very cool. The Mayor of Painesville. Dan. 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 Yes. The event known as Chris Anderson to decide the best in the world. Shane won it. Oh, my God. <laughs> ben. Hey, now. You're a rock star. Hayley. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Ben. He's no jackass, Dano. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good reference. Angry Arbil Zafiri. Woo. Yes. yes. I think I got that right. The Beast. Brock Taylor. Oh, Beast Whoa. incarnate. Jerry was a race car driver. Uh, sorry, I'll try that again. Jerry was a race car driver. Spice, Spicer, Spicer, Spiker? Spicer. Spicer, Spicer. Yeah, Primus. And Supernova, Steve Harris. Yeah, That was Excellent. my Noam Dar impression. Yeah. It's probably terrible. It was spot on. But WrestleTalk.com's Randy Andy Datsun, what you got for us? Loads, in fact. Oh, uh, well. We have... Let's, uh, let's fire through. Lots and lots and lots. So we will get through them. Uh, Gavin Wilson starts with, What are the rules? Presumably. <laughs> we don't know. What are the rules? <laughs> you don't know? No, no, no. no. We're trying to figure uh, it out. Vernon Jeffries says, Ollie, you are a sexy boy, but you're not my boy toy. Oh, wow. wow. Don't, don't go half in and, and leave me hanging. I was going to say, I don't think you could be one and not the other. Mm. 
Danny DeVito says... Well, the actual uh, Danny DeVito? Yeah, 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 he's a big fan. Uh, fart sounds from Natty can save WWE. <laughs> hey, hey, Vince might. <laughs> Vince will love it. Wild card suggestion, that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, Paul Pierce, is Elias going to get fired? Oh, I don't think so. What, he yeah. seems to be such a company guy. And that, that Has he done something wrong? No, I haven't heard anything. No. No, I, I would say not for... He, he seems like a WWE lifer to me. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Cooper, can we now see an epic Balor versus Brian feud now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's something that's never really happened, is it? Yeah, in, I could certainly go for that. Yeah. I was about to say they're both on SmackDown now, but I don't think that matters too much these days. But Yeah, and th- there's the IC Championship to play for there. Yep. Uh, if... If Kofi's busy with Kevin Owens, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and actually, I think Balor's got a really good lineup of a very strong upper mid card for him to mm. like in Brian, Alistair Black, Andrade, Andrade, Ali. There's loads of Randy people. Orton. Yeah, well, less of him, but this Randy instead. Uh, by the way, shout out to people who last week were saying, I'll never watch Raw again, who are now saying it again this week. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Skywalker D says, is the wild card really the end of the brand split? Well, I mean, uh, the story is that Fox and USA Network want it to end. Um, but I think WWE quite like it. I don't think it will. Uh, I think this is, we're going to get another reset in about two months time oh, going yeah. into SummerSlam mm-hmm. or after SummerSlam. Uh, Zach Lindner says Raw was frenetically horrid and my oh by the way little uh, moment moment of silence after this one uh, was frenetically horrid and my pet bird Jeffrey just passed but keep up Aww. the fantastic work your wrestle rambles make WWE easier to process oh well to Jeffrey to Jeffrey uh Ben Greenwood, uh, on a lighter note, says, Please be a work. Uh, Vince seemed a little more manic and delusional than usual. I'm clutching at straws. This was bad. It could be a work, man. could all just be a work. Yeah. Yeah. What a great idea to to work this ratings disaster. Did say it was a good work. Yeah. I just said it could be a work. Just wait till John Moxley comes back. Yeah. That's what they're banking on. Uh, um, Jimmy Havoc hopes it's a work. Thomas Lagden says, Hi, everyone. Uh, is this purely for a rating bump or is this the beginning of the end of the brand split? Ratings bump. Oh, they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was to, to bump ratings. Yeah. Uh, someone say, has given a donation with a message retracted, but I'm presuming it was something nice about me. Uh, <laughs> Jean-Luc Urquhart <laughs> says, At this point, should the brand split just end? End and if so, what should WWE do with their huge roster? Make it so. We're getting a bit of a theme here. Uh, I don't think the brand split's going to end. Uh, they they should book. They've got enough for two rosters. Book them well. Yeah. Two hundred five live. They haven't got enough for five rosters. <laughs> maybe they've got more than enough for two. Yeah. They, I. I got a tweet over the weekend from someone saying that we're blaming Vince, but you know the NXT guys clearly just aren't drawing. Maybe they're the ones who are at fault. And I mean, I, I didn't reply, but the argument is sure, like, well, if you book them as stars, then maybe they yeah. would draw. But yeah. like, does Ricochet feel like a star to you? No, he just feels like another lad on the roster. He lost for no reason <clears throat> two weeks ago to Robert Roode. Oh, he got his win back, though. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and he's got his little sound mm. effects. If you book people like stars, then they, they draw. 
Tomo. Tomo. Who has removed the uh, Randy Datsun's number one fan from his name, apparently because a friend thought it was stupid. Uh, well, I think you're stupid, Tomo. Uh, because of the wild card rule, what Raw superstars do you think will show up on SmackDown? Love you guys. Heart emoji. Heart emoji. AJ. Seth. I was going to say AJ's Gallows and Anderson. I, I still think Ooh. that AJ is teasing this, like him and some friends are going to go over. Feels more English, doesn't he? Yeah. So, mm. yeah, Gallows and Anderson go over there. Maybe do AJ versus Finn with Gallows and Anderson in, in his corner. Yeah, that's a good shout. But who knows? I, I doubt it will be just three. <laughs> um, Shinod BM says, brand split, lol. Show. So apparently we won't have brand-specific stars. No. No. Well, they, no, no. They are still brand-specific. Roman is still a SmackDown star. He can just go to Raw now <laughs> if he's on the sign-up sheet. Yeah. Uh, Troy Ferguson, the new wildcard rule is strange. We have a draft to freshen things up, uh, but now it seems pointless. Are we moving back to the universal platform again? I think you'll find it's a superstar shake-up, not a draft. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Such a dumb name. The twi- draft is so much nicer. Yeah. Uh, the Twinny says, Raw's taped NXT week. Record low ratings continue. Uh, oh, uh, Raw's taped next week. Next week, NXT. Uh, yeah, so, yes. uh, yeah. No, uh, not NXT, next week. Yeah. <laughs> taped, taped shows don't generally have a massive drop-off, but there is there is a drop-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Could, Could be. be. Why is it taped? It's in London next week. Oh, yeah. Um, so we, we we see it live. Yeah, yeah, good Well, point. well uh, mm. if, if you go to it. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Fakir, Fakire, possibly. Uh, Drew, this one's for you, Ollie. Mm-hmm. Drew, Bobby, Baron, Elias, and Shane. A new authority fa- faction. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Who would it be led by? Shane, Shane. or Baron? Sh- oh, Shane's the... Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Baron is, you know, he's a former... No. GM Shane and Baron, and then there's a power struggle, and then a match oh. at WrestleMania. And at least like it's like the undisputed era, mm. but like, <laughs> but it's with the mid card of Shane versus instead. Baron. Oh, Shane versus Baron at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, mm. that'll put butts in seats. In a in a lumberjack match. Uh, Isaiah Fakiri again says, uh, been listening for over a year and planning on becoming a pledge hammer very soon. Thank you from good old California. California. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Uh, Caleb. Sounds sarcastic. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb Maldonado says, wild card prediction tonight, Corbin Lashley and Drew. Oh, oh that yeah, would be a good that's one. That's the one you want. <laughs> the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, you can't do the bar because Seamus yeah, is on. Yeah. Maybe you could do a bar reunion, though. Bring Cesaro over from Raw. With Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. The big show. I don't know what brand he's Kane. on. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Montiel says, Ollie, say, I cracked my pants with your Vince voice. Uh, <laughs> I cracked my pants. Good. I yeah. like it. Uh, Generation Z, Undertaker versus Sting via Rhea, <laughs> Rhea Bailey Proxy. Doesn't what is this the Bailey Sting is this, thing again? Yeah. Doesn't ruin Rhea. NXT is non-canon. Just give her a funeral experience nickname. Uh, yeah. So is he now saying Rhea Ripley should be the Undertaker <laughs> and Bailey should be Sting? Yeah. Well, okay. just when I, mean, I thought you, this... you lost me. I mean, I was so on board with the Bailey Sting thing, but you've totally lost me now. Uh, and I love Rhea Ripley. Sorry, Generation Z. Um, <laughs> DX Solo. 
I don't think it's a serious suggestion. I'm sorry if it is. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, DX Solo. I was less mad at WWE for this crap show and more mad at myself for being stupid enough. This sounds like a bit of a confession. Uh, after think it would change, it's like being in an abusive relationship. He doesn't mean it. He will change. You tell me you would change. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting a bit of a bit of a kick out of everyone's reactions because I feel like I've been saying since WrestleMania, since those random four NXT call-ups, it's going to crap, guys. And that's when my cynicism really started, where I stopped giving them the benefit of the doubt. And now everyone else is there. Yeah, everyone else joined. Because this you show. Were, you, people said to you, you're being too hard on it. You're yeah. being too cynical. This show, I was like, I th- yeah, this is, this is fine. It's just exactly what I expect for a, a terrible TV show that I watch weekly. Like the Big and Bang that, Theory. Yeah, and everyone is like, oh my God, what a terrible episode. I'm like, nope. I've been here all along. Welcome yeah. to my view and experience. It's funny, actually, yeah, because in the comments, like, I was looking at the super chats, or the super chats, but they chat in the live stream before we went on air. And there's everyone saying, like, can't wait to see these guys just crap all over this episode. And I was like, I'm not that outraged by this episode. I feel completely apathetic towards Raw. Yeah. It, yeah. it is what it is. It's a nonsensical show. Tomo, Ollie, and Luke, I'm running out of magazines. Any recommendations? <laughs> Have you bought the Wrestle Talk magazine? It's a good idea. It's right there. That's what I would buy. Link at wrestletalk.bigcartel. Wrestle Cartel. Big Talk. At. And you will put the link in the video description. Ooh, Stream Slayer <laughs> says, wildcard rule, but it just means Baron Corbin's on every show and wins both world titles. Hashtag all hell Baron Corbin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it does mean he can be on every show now. <laughs> you know. In the main Always look on the bright side NXT. of things. Uh, Rob Pontin, Pontin's problem says, uh, I honestly think Vince has some form of dementia with what's been happening in the last month makes me think it more sad to think thoughts. I certainly don't think we should be giving him a live microphone. No. Mm. I mean, I'm very bad at talking, but um, I'm not running a billion dollar company. Mm, that's true, you're not. Uh, no, sorry, and if I was, Randy, you'd be paid much better. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sh- <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Shout out from Brooklyn. Luke looks like Kalu. Kalu? Kalu. C-A-I-L-L-O-U. L-O-O-U. How many more have we got? Because we've got to crack on with the rest of the show. It's a cartoon from Canada. It's a bald child. You look nothing like that. No one looks anything like that. There is a... It's got a completely spherical head. There is a... There is a YouTube thumbnail called Callu the Grown-Up Goes on a Date, and it appears to be a picture of him groping a girl in a bikini. Well, that's unsettling. That is unsettling. Uh, we have about 20, so we do five more? Let's do five, five more. more. Yeah. Uh, Sean Turner, Ollie, I was right, Chain, mid-card of evil, confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Generation Z says, could you shout out to my 10-year-old nephew? He feels I watch you all... He... F- I- you got this. He think, he, <laughs> sorry, no. He thinks that his nephew thinks that Generation Z watches Wrestle Talk too much, laughing emoji, uh, and was Endgame or WrestleMania better, in your opinion? Endgame. Endgame was better. I would prefer to watch Endgame twice, which would still be shorter than watching WrestleMania. I saw someone on the tube watching Endgame on their phone today. What that, an idiot. That is illegal. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, shout out to the nephew whose name he didn't say. No, he didn't. Um, nephew Zed. Uh, Chris Gardner, do you think ratings will ever get bad enough that they will 
have to try fabled Hunter's hostile hijack of WWE. Mm. Yeah, so like a, a Triple H taking oh, over right. storyline. Yeah. Uh, but is that what people are clamoring for? Is that a storyline we really want, a hostile takeover? Yeah, it'll just be another soft reboot. The same people are still running the company. Yeah, exactly. Might get a little bump for a couple of weeks, but when it goes back to the same problems, then everyone's going to get sick again. That is a real key to that argument, actually, yeah, is that even if this is building to a Triple H and Stephanie takeover... Vince is still in charge. Mm. Like, Vince is still the one who's signing off on everything. So the show doesn't change. It's just the on-screen McMahon changes. And really, that's not a change. Mm. But maybe Vince will get distracted next year with the XFL. Uh, Elizabeth Mazora with 10,000 Korean monies. Uh, So a common opinion is that WWE will be saved when Triple H takes over, but Trips has his brackets rather glaring flaws do you think WWE will really improve under him and how ps love you guys heart emoji dancing woman emoji thank you very much for your generous donation um the product will be largely the same there will be more tag teams because triple h loves a tag team there will be more factions because he also loves a faction Mm. yeah I, i think i think it will be better i don't think it will be nxt no because uh, they're catering to in their mind it's mm. catering to a different audience yeah but uh i i am i am more hopeful you got to be haven't you because <laughs> i do want to like wwe i've loved it forever i like wrestling yeah but uh it's it's unfortunately very terrible at the moment yeah uh, we have one more please yes you can from jay buller is it just me or does the kofi hype seem to be dying off just like becky lynch also randy change your diaper man I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, change it before we do our live show tonight. Get your tickets to the, for the Prince Charles Cinema. I, uh, I, I, I think Kofi's momentum is is carrying pretty nice. Got a nice pop when he came I, out. But I agree with Becky Lynch. I, I think she's cooled off considerably. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the show opened with the uh, Vince stuff, and then they went to an ad break, and you think, okay. All the talking is done now. We can get on with the rest of the show. No, no, no. There was more talking to be had mm. as AJ Styles came out. And they went to this ad break and then everyone had disappeared but AJ and Vince. Very, very weird way to set this up. But hey, you know what? It's a tease for the ad break. Make you want to come back. And AJ said that he's finally, finally made it to Monday Night Raw. And Vince just brings over guys from SmackDown. Yeah. Real burial of SmackDown there. <laughs> I finally made it to the big time, and you bring those jabronis over. I just, like, watching Kofi and Brian cut promos, Co- Kofi's promos have been so good. Uh, really exposed how wooden Rollins and AJ are to mm. me. And Rollins is a good promo, great but promo. he's not on the same level. Uh, not even close to Brian and... Uh, and Kofi. Yeah. So I just, yeah, they, they, Seth came out as well and they just had a bit of a stilted dialogue exchange, just like their awkward dialogue exchange in the main event of last week. Because the story they're telling is that Seth said that AJ is showing his true colours and then Vince made them tag together against... <laughs> I've got to be honest, I did laugh when <laughs> Bobby Lashley came out and I was like, I mean, it's going to be Baron Corbin, isn't it? And then when... <laughs> and you got to laugh. You've just yeah. got to laugh. It's Baron and Bobby. And they looked thrilled to be tagging together. At least it wasn't Baron and Drew. <laughs> because that'll be next week, I yeah. presume. Because they this broke feel, up last week. This feels like the worst version of it, though. Mm. This is the worst version of that mid-card team. 
Yeah, like I thought, maybe it won't be Baron. Maybe it'll be something because they've brought loads of SmackDown guys over anyway. There, there could be something big happening here. Maybe it could be Cesaro. He yeah. had that one week push, and then two weeks ago, and then Mike Rome just went. Uh, I'm gonna introduce with all of these, and I was like, "You god damn it!" And that is really starting to get a lack of heat now. Mm. I, and it's 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 funny if you go back and watch it because Mike Rome is standing there and he's leading off all these things like Golden Gloves, blah 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 blah, and there's no heat for it until they go, "Your hometown sucks," and then the crowd boos. Yeah. I don't. The crowd then aren't booing the heel; they're just booing your hometown sucks. Place name's favorite son. Boo. Boo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So and, and I. Baron doesn't get heat the, the uh, I've seen some people argue about. I don't think he does. Mm. He gets heat when he cuts promos. But I don't think Mike Rome gets any heat for his introduction. And he never gets any heat in his, in his matches. And this was pretty boring. Oh, I didn't mind this. I thought I it like was... The, I like the finish, though. I thought the finish yeah. was great. I thought the actual, the actual match... Because I'm just so used to boring Baron and Bobby matches. And there wasn't really any rest holds here. Uh, Lashley... Sort of had a bit of a fire under him, I felt. He he speared, who was it, AJ through the ropes at one point. Uh, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, yeah, but not amazing. Mm. But it was just to the usual Corbin levels. I enjoyed it a lot more. Maybe I've just been overhyped by progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, yeah. We, we went to Sunday's progress show, which had some phenomenal wrestling on. Two very, very, very good matches. Absolutely. And to, to go from that to this, it's... It's a gear change that's that's difficult to put your mindset into. But yeah, the finish was AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm. Baron gets out of the way, hits Seth with it. AJ looks at him and goes, God damn it, and just walks off. He did look at him and was like, you idiot got in the way of my move. Mm. Cut him off then. And, and it was kind of like, oh, I, just, I don't even want to deal with this. Yeah. So he walks off. So it's kind of like, yeah, that was kind of a heel move, but... Not fully here. It was a nice shade of grey. And they were playing it up on commentary. Did he mean to do it? Did he mm. hit the move on purpose? Did Seth just get in the way? Um, and it, key to this, though, I do think this is something we need to highlight. Baron was the one that got the pin on Seth, <laughs> which to me suggests that's Seth's next feud once he's no. finished with AJ. Is Baron going for the Universal title? He's got a win over the champ. He's got, he pinned the champion. That should set him up for a, for a future title match. Yeah, yeah. They they usually stick to those those things. What's after Money in the Bank? What's the pay per view then? <sighs> Uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. What's the what's the proper pay per view? What's a what? Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, well okay, at that one then. I'll I'll tell you in two seconds. Thank you. It's probably Extreme Rules that time of year if that's still on. Uh, but yeah, so Seth is left high and dry to lose. Seth looked legit angry. Yeah. Uh, so I think this was a nice next stage in the first chapter of their feud. And we'll come on to the when it ha- when they happen. But I, I really like the style of promos on this show. Re- I thought the promos this week were so much better and they felt so much more organic. Mm. Even if it does feel slightly stilted because, or slightly staged because it is a camera in a locker room. And it's, you know, talking to the camera. But the promos themselves felt so much better than having someone go like, ba 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 Yeah. Thoughts? And he's got the... Stomping ground. Oh, of course. <laughs> and then it's Extreme Rules, and then SummerSlam, and then Hell in a Cell. It's so funny, because people are like, God, that's the worst name ever. And I'm like, that's pretty standard for a WWE pay-per-view. But mm. it does say it does sound rubbish when you say it out loud. Like, when you see it written down, it's like, oh, that's a WWE pay-per-view. But, yeah, when you say it out loud... Uh, after this, we had Miz sitting down backstage outside Shane's dressing room. So you're just going to be waiting for him there. Then Sami Zayn came out. And I was like, come on. 
Come on, you've obviously rebooted the show. He's got to do something now. It's been four weeks of these admittedly very, very good promos, but ultimately go nowhere. And he gets interrupted by Braun Strowman. I was like, ah, oh, that's like the the. I don't care about this feud. Yeah, it's not the one I would have liked. Hmm. I was I was hoping for Cedric. I was really hoping for like plucky babyface Cedric Alexander. Even if it is like a very bad character trait to come out and be like, I love my fans. I think the fans are brilliant, and I think you're a rotter because you don't like the fans. Don't think that that makes for a very good babyface. Is that two hundred five live <laughs> impression? Because yeah. they're sure. Because they're sure that they all tell her, "I'm going to win that purple belt. Oh, come here, come on, I'll take you on." That's what Vince McMahon says. It's <laughs> the voice he does backstage. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have a match now. I'm going to do a big flip. Finn Balor. So what are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I would prefer Cedric to go into a feud with Sammy as opposed to Braun. Didn't Money in the Bank feel like a non-factor this week? Yeah. What are you talking about? The, the lady's got an in, uh, an, an invitation. To to not, le- but to, to not Lacey a Money Evans's. in the Bank thing, though, right? It's more about Lacey's title match. Mm, yeah. I guess. Well, but, uh, yeah, so I was like, maybe that we get something like Cedric, but it wasn't. It was Braun. Braun came out. I actually forgot he was in Money in the Bank until the graphic later. Oh, my God, yeah. And um, <laughs> he came out, and he chased Zane. And the, the chase was a lot of fun, actually. I really liked Zane trying to get away. And then it ended with... Braun putting Zane into a dumpster and then a garbage truck comes down and kills Sami Zayn. And Braun didn't feel that bad that he had just caused a man to die. Although momentarily he paused. He was like, shall I stop the truck killing the person? Nah. Because he, as a child, killed those kids in the treehouse. Remember that? He pushed down the treehouse, killing those kids. Yeah. And he has killed, like, he has, like, led to people effectively dying before and has mm. little regard for it. Or was it Roman that drove a car into Roman it? Roman tried to murder him. Yeah. I also think uh, a lot of the the bar and cane had to put him into a blender. <laughs> That's something I think. Well, happened. they put him into a garbage truck. Say, he's, yeah. he's had it done to him. So he's I was going to say, him. maybe he's just like, oh, it's fine, I survived. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just. I I wasn't into this at all. I think it's because, just from a fundamental level, I don't care about a heel Sami Zayn going up against a baby face Braun. Because Kevin that's Owens Kevin Owens last can. year. Yeah, you're right. Which was, an, which was a boring, rubbish feud. Um, yeah, so that's hopefully that's a one-week thing and it doesn't get addressed again. Here's something we hope is not a one-week thing, though. Lucha House Party won a tag match. With um, three jabronis, two of which didn't tag in. They mm. just won. It was over very quickly, and it led to nothing. Yeah. So, that, like, I love squash matches to build up your regular talent, but no one on commentary cared about this match, no. <laughs> apart from the obligatory they-love-to-have-fun line. Yeah. Then they just started talking about other things on the show, wildcard rules. So this Lucha House Party match was impressive. They're really good high flyers. That's a Grand Metalik is one of the best high flyers in the world. Just felt like background noise. Do you want to hear my prediction? They're going to win the tag titles, the SmackDown tag titles, because Shane is crowning new tag champs mm. uh, on tonight's show. And I was thought it was like, why would you give Lucha House Party a random win on Raw against three jobbers? Shout. And then I thought to myself, oh, maybe they're they're going to show up on SmackDown and they'll win the tag belts. Is that one pick? Or Tress Wild. I would say that's one wild card is Lucha House Party. 
I want one of them to come out, and you're like, well, who's going to be the, the other <laughs> the other picks? Uh, yeah, Which so that one's going to join them? Natalia, Dana Brooke, and Naomi were backstage. Uh, Dana Brooke was dressed as a racing flag, <laughs> and they got invitations to Lacey Evans's thing. In ring thing, yeah, this was fine. I don't know. I mean, I, I wrote this was horrid, but that was mainly for the acting more than anything. Wasn't I, as bad as last week. I did laugh at the line, "It smells of peach cobbler." Yeah. Uh, then we got Ricochet coming out to avenge his one loss on the main roster to Robert Roode. Oh well, well Robert Roode got that big old uh, repackage three weeks ago, so. Maybe they're really going to go like full in with this Robert Roode character. So what happened in this match? He lost. Oh. Pretty pretty quickly as well. Yeah. Uh, and that Ricochet's Money in the Bank place was on the line too. This is stuff you make more of a story out of. Uh, and it was just, just a little line on commentary. I, I, I don't care. Like, you, you, if there was obviously no proper plans or plans were dropped because Roode has now lost 50% of his matches since being slightly repackaged. He's got a moustache now. And why would you give Ricochet a loss two weeks ago if it wasn't going to build to anything? And Cesaro now two weeks uh, without, which again, I mean, you could argue that that show was a bit of a reset show mm-hmm. because they were introducing a load of new yeah. games being like, here is the new mid-card. Yeah. And that mid-card has effectively disappeared. Cedric, where's Cedric on the show? He's completely disappeared as well. And lost his first match. Yeah. So another thing, there was a moment on commentary where Corey Graves was saying that look, Robert Roode demanded this match because he beat Ricochet and the following week Ricochet was announced for Money in the Bank and Robert Roode thinks that's unfair because he beat him. And Renee said, and I quote, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's not Renee, he's right. <laughs> Uh, after that, we got Ray and uh, Eddie Guerrero's son, Dominic, walking around backstage. Ray goes into the locker room and Samoa Joe follows Dominic. He was quite clearly standing right next to them to follow him. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. was a funny bit of staging. Uh, and he corners Dominic and says, uh, 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 tell your uncle, I dad. guess. Well, yeah, dad, I guess. Well, I think they're not because he called him Uncle Eddie. Mm. So they've obviously dropped the storyline that. Dominic Still is, real to is, me, is Carrero's it? kid, and he, he is back to being Ray's kid. Uh, uh, that he wants a US title match at Money in the Bank. But they'd already announced the title match before Samoa Joe said that. They announced it prior to that that they're going to have the rematch, because they did a recap package of the win that Ray got last week. Yes. So I just thought he was saying that I'm going to win at Money in the Bank, as opposed to I want to challenge your dad at Money in the Bank. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we got Lacey Evans versus uh, another jobber act. Nice Ali to Katrina? see the jobbers being represented. Uh, Ali Katrina. I think that's yeah. the name I got. Cool. Uh, but next week will be Abby. The <laughs> Abby the Witch, whatever you heard. And Natalia, Naomi, Dana Brooke, and Alexa Bliss all came out to stand and watch at ringside. Lacey Evans beat the jobber and then said, I'm going to beat Lynch. This is what a new champion's going to look like, which was. Kind of nice, because if they're going to win the briefcase, they could cash in on her. Exactly. She said, I hope you're all smarter than you look. Oh, but with this whole wildcard thing now, could someone who wins the briefcase on mm. Raw show up on SmackDown and cash in for the SmackDown title? The, the, honestly, the wildcard idea does have a lot of mileage, but you have to have very clear, distinct brands for a while to, to make it really feel important. Yeah. 
It's not a bad idea. It's just an idea when put in this week just feels like it's thrown on a wall. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I quite liked Lacey. And I thought Lacey's right hand was really cool. Like, yeah. She proper punched that poor girl right in the face. I... I yeah, it did look good. Unfortunately, my eyes were too focused on the <laughs> where she was very clearly slapping her shoulder. I oh, see. I was distracted by the in the fist. replay. Yeah, story of my life. Uh, um, <laughs> she, and Becky was very uh, very upset with this um, this segment on Twitter. She just thought like that's four former champions being told what to do and just doing it. Mm. I really like. We need to like bring out some actual competitors in them again. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, Becky Lynch stood tall. Uh, Lacey Evans walked off. This was the best Lacey Evans segment I've seen. Yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd certainly go with that. Uh, and then we got the this new version of promos, which I'm I'm very much mm, on board with. Yeah. It's not stilted with a interviewer. It is just a wrestler looking directly in the camera and talking about how they're going to win their match. And I thought that all three of them were very very good. Yeah, especially because this one was Daniel Bryan who can cut a hell of a promo by himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, then the Viking Raiders beat Hawkins and Ryder. Oh, hang on. WWE won some social media awards. Oh, did they? Yeah. That's good. And the that, Uso, That'll get the ratings in. And we also had the first part of the Usos storyline, mm-hmm. which is them coming out of the men's locker room looking like cartoon characters. I am stunned that this company have managed to make the Usos unlikable. Yeah. I didn't think that was possible because they're very cool. I think we'll get onto that. We'll get onto it. Yeah. So uh, Viking Raiders won to no crowd reaction. God, this deathly quiet, mm. deathly quiet crowd. These are the tag champions, and the and the NXT tag champs. This was the NXT tag champions versus the Raw tag champs, and it didn't feel like anything special. Although they did plug a Takeover Twenty Five, which is happening on June. June 1st? Yeah, June 1st. At the moment. It might change again. Uh, so then we got the most consistently good thing in WWE at the moment. Although, you know, speaking to Phil Stopford over the weekend, he not was a fan. Not, not a fan. Not Absolutely. a fan. Even when we were talking about how much we liked it, he would just stop and go like, nah, I think it's rubbish. Nah, I think you're rubbish, mate. <laughs> uh, Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. The, and I'll be, I was starting to get on a bit of a lull on this show the first like I was starting to like really sort of phase out of stuff and I was starting to feel a bit tired and a bit nauseous this snapped me right back and also I just I sat back up in my chair being like right brilliant Firefly Funhouse I really like these segments and this bloody delivered and I was very very happy again yeah it started off with Mercy the Buzzard is eating something and there's loads of fluff and I figured out pretty Quickly, it's Rambling Rabbit. Oh, really? I didn't know week. it was until he pulled it out. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm very smart, though. Oh, okay. And uh, th- that comes out, and Bray takes out the, this sort of fluffy corpse which has been beheaded. You killed Rambling Rabbit. And Mercy's like, he tried to convert me to his bohemian lifestyle. Which sounds like the promos that Bray would have cut. Yeah. yeah. yeah, really, yeah. I thought it was really, really nice meta commentary. I also like that they did this very elaborate burp sound, and you can hear the kids laughing. Yeah, and but occasionally there's just a, a weird scream as well. <laughs> oh, it's, the, the, the overall design of these segments is really well thought out, yeah. apart from the name of the witch. And then Bray interestingly says... You can be forgiven no matter what if you express yourself. Oh, Bracy, it's okay to express your feelings. Yeah, and I'm not going to shout at you. In fact, let's celebrate. And they have this picnic time, which was the best thing of the segment because it's just this group of kids sitting on the the set's floor, cross-legged, 
not happy. Not crying, but unhappy. Blank faces. It was, yeah, unsettling, this With was. Really happy music, yeah. braised there laughing We're so and smiling. Happy, you're our friends. Oh, yeah. Really, really good. Really yeah. good visual. I love this character. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. this character so, so much. I think yeah. it's great. What I really like, especially with the idea, if he runs with this as character motivation, that as long as you express yourself, you can be forgiven anything. I'm just trying to trying to track Bray's journey mm-hmm. in kayfabe. As he obviously went, he was he was tortured and stuff, or beaten heavily for for having done things that were bad in the past. You know, I was a bad man, but after some brutal torturing, uh, so now now, but now he's come through that, and it's like. If you express yourself fully with painting or violence, I imagine is where it's going to go, it's okay. So now you've got a position of, in their head, a justified maniac yeah. or sociopath, which is is ripe to be ruined by WWE. Well, shout out to Michael Cole, who said, Firefly Funhouse has taken social media by storm, just like AJ Styles and Seth Rollins have. They're on a level. <laughs> Uh, Seth got a uh, a really good direct-to-camera promo after this. He had a line, uh, when you walk away from me next time, AJ, it'll be with two black eyes and a broken face. That's edgy. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Then we got the Reigns McIntyre stuff. He watched stuff. that uh, John Moxley video. Mm-hmm. He was like, I want me some of that. I'm going to make you bleed, son. <laughs> uh, then we got the, yeah, the McIntyre-Roman match, which we talked about. Then we got the Revival Versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah. Which is the payoff to the earlier Usos. Sneaky Usos bit. And it's funny as well because these two teams were standing there and I was like, huh, this is a future All Elite Wrestling Tag Team Championship match right here. <laughs> we, didn't get, we didn't get that match. We In, got the opposite. Instead, the Usos came out on stage. This is where I thought, man, they are unlikable. They are very, very unlikable characters because they're just coming out and they're giggling and they're acting like school children, yeah. annoying school children. And they, long story short, they put deep heat on their balls and or put it in the their, revival. The revival, yeah. They put deep heat in their trunks. So that made their balls hot. And credit to the revival because they sold this brilliantly yeah yeah, yeah really this good. was a dreadful dreadful segment and it's a terrible treatment of these very very good wrestlers and very very good characters but boy howdy did they go hell for leather with it and credit to them mm. yeah they, they made the most of it they're not just like uh oh, we're not gonna do it on the way out and to me like it makes me like the revival more and think uso's you dicks. Yeah, they are acting like complete dicks. The Revivals haven't even done anything dastardly to the Usos, which usually should be a, a big part of these kind of feuds. And this feud was started because the Revival keep calling themselves top guys, and the Usos are like, well, you've never beaten us. So it started off as a competitive thing, mm. but it's now just turned into the Usos pranking the Revival and trying to embarrass them on TV, which is inconsistent with their characters, and I would argue it's inconsistent with the Revival's characters as well. Totally. It's, it's just because the Revival want to leave, ergo, you've got to be punished now. Yeah, it's really short-sighted, especially if you've got both of these guys for at least another year. Who's not to say, just book them strong, see what happens. And they might want to stay. <laughs> like, let them have 
really good matches with the Usos over the next couple of months. Because they can do. Yeah. I, I do, the problem here is the revival are going. Well, they, what, they want to leave. They've obviously annoyed a lot of people backstage. And they're going to be booked to oblivion for a long time. I've made peace with that. Mm-hmm. It, it's awful, but it is what it is. What the real big thing that enough people aren't talking about is, is how Raw are ruining the Usos. Yeah. I know you just said it there, but how do you go from badass Usos penitentiary thing? My God, SmackDown tried to ruin them with those <laughs> graphics and sound effects. But here, like every time they've come out, from singing their theme tune on the way down to these to being beaten up 90% of a match by Gallows and Anderson... This stuff here with the ball cream, yeah, that's that's criminal. It really is, yeah. And I know Sean Ross Sapp was defending this segment, saying that, hey, Edge and Christian were doing this sort of comedy during the wrestling's boom period. Edge and Christian were comedy heels. Mm. The Revival are not comedy heels. And the Usos shouldn't be comedy babyfaces. You, you're absolutely right that Edge and Christian were doing these sorts of segments 20 years ago. But that was consistent with their characters. This is not consistent with either of these teams. Yeah, yeah. And they were funny. They were funny. Like, I think at the end of the day, this wasn't funny. No. Uh, as, as much as the revival No one tried. crapped their pants, so it's not funny. And then we got No Way Ho- We got a very good Kofi promo, No Way Jose and Lars Sullivan, uh, and the main event of Kingston versus Brian. A, a match that, that Michael Cole said is the first true WWE Championship match on Raw in three years. And I thought to myself... There was one three weeks ago mm. with Seth Rollins. I guess maybe that wasn't true. Well, that's what I mean. I think they were putting that that caveat of it's a true WWE Championship match. Yeah. Well, we will be live streaming WWE 2K19 shortly over on Screen Stalker. We'll put the link in the in the chat for you to head over there to hang out with us for even longer. But now let's get through some super chats. Would you like to first hear my DP anecdote? I mean, you said there's loads of... It's very quick. Let's do it. Basically, when I was younger, I had a sore bottom. Mm -hmm. And I thought... Why is it with you and just talking about your bottom? It's not the podcast. What's what's great for pain? Because I obviously had pain before and I'd rub deep heat on it. And I thought I'd rub deep heat on my butt crack. And I couldn't sleep for about three hours because I was writhing around in pain. Anyway. um, So glad we took the time out for that. Yeah. Don't try that at home, folks. Don't. Uh, We've got... Uh, message retracted uh, donation Rex Saxon donation thank you very much banker donation no message so thank you to all of them thank you uh, very much Sean Turner does have a message however and he says uh, WE Sammy is hot on the mic and getting good heat what should we do uh, Vince have Braun bury him throw him in the trash I'm a genius yeah. that was a genius genius uh, message retracted again. Thank you to him or her. Um, Austin Shute says Sami Zayn is the new Elias of Raw, is what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I could certainly see that. Yeah, yeah. just getting beaten up by Strowman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's a long promo segment. Get beaten up by someone. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer says, did Ollie's stash get signed by AEW already? <laughs> I don't know yeah, what um, you mean. Well, your moustache. Oh. I know. I, I think we've all imagined it. Because yeah. I thought there was a moustache there yeah. as well, but there no longer Maybe is one. Maybe it's you that has the moustache. I do have one of those. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, I've got, but I've got a beard as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, Ricky Partridge says, uh, "I just wanted to oh. hear and Randy Andy say penis." 
When did I say penis? No, I think he says he wants to hear you say oh. that. Uh, well, you, you've did. already said it. Yeah. Penis. Um, De- Devin Banks, ace reporter Gregory Helms should have been the one to try and get an interview with what with Shane while hiding from the news. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great yes, absolutely. And Shane and Helms is there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it would undermine the blood feud element of that. Oh, but and Charlie Caruso didn't undermine it. I yeah, I think Charlie doing it is different to Shane Helms. Yeah. <laughs> Strong disagree. I'm going to go with Shane on this one. Shane interviewing Shane. Shane on mm. Shane. Uh Adam Daly Live, you'll have to translate the last bit of this for me because I don't know what he means, but he says 90s Vince is Thanos, 2010s Vince is Malekith. Malekith? Malekith. Yeah, Malekith. He was the bad guy of Thor The Dark World, which is oh. a rubbish film. And a rubbish villain. A, a boring villain. Rubbish, yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor old Christopher Eccleston. Um, Morris Half says, what do you think about the this? this? The winners of the inter- Intercontinental... Intercontinental and US titles become the number one containers for the Universal and WWE titles. Um, it, well, it should certainly put you up into the the mix, but like it's meant to be sort of a stepping stone as opposed mm. to being like you have won this belt because otherwise that means you're just winning a belt to win a number one contendership, which means the belt doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's the brief. Confusing it with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah. Um, Sean Turner. Bailey Sting was my idea. The Undertaker <laughs> thing isn't. That is the worst idea. I have standards. That super chat ruined my Tuesday. <laughs> Bailey Sting super chat. <laughs> that Bailey Sting thing is awesome, though. It's What's his great. name? Sean Turner. Yeah, Sean and it was uh, Generation Z. Generation yeah. Z yeah. Well, you know, get together, have a fantasy book in me, and see what <laughs> horrors you can come up with. Um, no Zid says R.I.P. Eric Chappell, former Northeastern independent wrestler. Well, R.I.P. Oh, yes. Yeah, Rest in peace to him. Uh, Dysentery Joe says, or Dysentery, sorry. Um, how many people will lose TV time because of wildcard rule? How bad does Raw slash SmackDown have to get before we only ramble review AEW once weekly TV well, you, starts? You say that, like, but we didn't have SmackDown guys last week, and Cesaro, Robert Roode, and Cedric Alexander weren't on the show then either. Mm. So mm. things don't change, really. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Pridemore says, sending love from the Motor City. Oh, Cheers, like, Pridemore. Like Alex Shelley. It's mm. here, isn't it? Somewhere here. I think it's something like that, yeah. It lives on my hand. Uh, Nick Kwoszczak. Kwoszczak? Kwoszczak? Uh, could this all be an angle where Vince is going mad? Could be. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, it could uh, be. I don't think it is. Uh, and if it is, it, that was not the intention. Yeah. Uh, Captain Charisma ninety four says thoughts on WWE burying the revival. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. But you know, they want to go. Uh, Jesse Sanchez simply says AEW for the win. Well, Why hopes. not? Yeah, yeah. Man, let's, let's hope so. Let's be. I'm more optimistic about a brand new thing that hasn't had a track record of making me sad for half my adult life. I am looking forward to Double or Nothing. Yes, very much. Really so. much. I'm very much looking forward to Double or Nothing. It's got a very, very good card. Mm. I'm really excited for it. Uh, KJ says, personally, I'll take anyone to win Money in the Bank over Corbin, even Randy Orton. At least Orton can be good when he cares. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And you could cash in. From out of oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, from out of somewhere. Out of uh, Jeremiah Jones says, "How do you think WWE would have made Avengers Endgame?" 
we can't really do that because the spoilers mm. in it. Yeah. Oh no, the spoiler ban has been lifted, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go no. into it because I still I, I spoiler bans are silly. Well, thing. a lot of people were very upset about the Spider-Man thing, weren't they? Because it had spoilers in it. Well, yeah, but they did actually have a bumper at the start that said, "If you've not seen Endgame, don't watch this oh, trailer." Fair enough. I haven't watched either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Myers says, "Have you guys seen the Crockett Cup yet? All this versus Scroll match was incredible. Great, he's talking a scroll. Yeah, entire <laughs> pay per view or the top shelf. He could have shapeshifted into anything. Mm. Yeah, I really want to watch that show. Yeah. I, I like the prestige of the MWA. Yes, sort of." Yeah, it harkens to the history of something. Yeah, there's a couple of matches from this year that I'm looking to catch up on, particularly mm. over Mania weekend. That um that that Rev Pro tag match of um, Tanahashi and Osprey versus Suzuki Goon. I yeah. really want to see that. Um, some yeah, some lots of Mania weekend I missed. Uh, Jeremy Chastain donation with no message. So thank you to thank Jeremy. You. Jeremy. Uh, Tanner Sturica says protect Bray at all costs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you do that gimmick well yeah. in the ring. I really but hope I'm that, hopeful. I was thinking about uh, Rambling Rabbits now that he is dead. Mm. He is still in the logo there for Firefly Funhouse. So I'm hoping the next week, like a stitched up version of him. Or zombie. Like a zombie, zombie Rambling zombie Rabbit. Zombie Rambling Rabbit is back. Yeah. Like with bugs crawling out of him. Mm. Uh, Gavin Wilson, what are the rules? When the ratings are down, you need to turn it around. Oh, we're trying to figure out the rules. What are the rules? When the ratings are down, you gotta turn it around. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Um, Kratos' Forgotten Son. Hey. Hello, guys. My apologies for disappearing this past month. Uh, I've been watching and listening to everything, but I've been really quiet. I'll Creepy. send an email this week, as always. Thank you very much. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you for your Patreonage as well. Patreonage. Uh, you get lurking. Your, you'll get your shout out mm. tomorrow. Uh, Dylan420 says Robert Roode instead of Corbin in Money in the Bank. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, 100%. Please, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tomo says WrestleTalk is the best. Just like all of the SWAF nation, love everyone. Oh, he's a he's going to turn heel any second now. Well, the positivity that's... from Tomo. I'd say the SWAF nation are great, but WrestleTalk is average at best. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We get by. We get by. Um, Scott Hickman says What three things need to change in WWE immediately? Easy question there. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I think we need more time on than that. But three things, Book. maybe three different wrestlers could transition. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. all on the on the brand. Yeah, it's yeah. Genius. Treat wrestlers like stars would be my number one. Uh, DX Solo. I laughed when Graves said to Renee, "You don't get paid to think." Early on in the show, brutal. Yeah, Corey is. Yeah. I mean, I when it started, I, I felt bad for Renee, but now I'm just like, I just. I dislike her commentary so much, the way she's produced, uh, that I, I, yeah, I get a kick out of Corey being nasty to her. Yeah, I feel like she has lost all energy for that company. Uh, she used to be full of life, and now she sounds like she is dead behind the eyes. Mm. Shame. Uh, Cody R says, Raw was forgettable. WWE as a company is in danger. I don't think it was forgettable, because I'm going to remember... This is the, you know, I'm going to remember this as one of the, the moments they completely crapped the bed. Yeah, and yeah. that was a really fun main event. But also, WWE's not in danger. It's got too much money. Yeah. And lastly, from Shannon Douglas, she says, uh, actually, Shannon can be a man's name as well, can't mm-hmm. I? They say, uh, Moustache Mountain or Street Profits for a SmackDown face tag team. Oh, Moustache Mountain. Yeah, I go with Moustache Mountain, yeah. I mean, that, that, 
I, I, the Street Profits are very good from what I've seen, but Mustache Mountain are like next level in-ring performers. Yeah, but there is no SmackDown tag team division for them to then go into feuds with. So, but you know, you're yeah, when you're yeah. right, you're right. It's funny. We, so we, um, we Trent, Trent Seven's in London as well. Well, hopefully, good fly. Yeah, we did a uh, an interview with Trent over the uh, Progress Super Strong Style 16 tournament. Our website writer Louis Dangor spoke with him, and Louis asked him about like if he was going to go up to the main roster, like before Pete Dunne and Tyler Bates, like would you do it or would you want to stay with them? Yeah, yeah. And his response was like, "Well, firstly, I'd be amazed that I was asked first. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. A good when guy. It, when he when he was announced for the main event, he's like, here's Trent Seven from the Mustache Mountain <laughs> weighing in at, at Hench." Hench. <laughs> Very good. Good show, I, I would say. An excellent show. Mm. Um, what well, our wrestle ramble yes, yeah, or I've, I've WWE oh, no, 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 slowly no. imploding as a company. <laughs> Adam Bibble of the Actually Do Podcast just tweeted and made me laugh. Crikey, the wheels are really falling off that yeah. wagon, aren't they? You, you gotta. I, I think I'm just gonna watch the next couple of months of WWE TV once removed and kind of see it as a company. Or or one man losing his mind. Losing his marbles. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to enjoy that show. Uh, Richard emails in to say, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and all the wrestle types, but never handy Randy Datsun. I have an irrational fear of bodies of water. I forgot we had this going. Bodies of water, what? Like in the abyss? Because there's I, the... Yeah, I, 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 was, I was just going to uh, let that hang. Bodies of water, like uh, in Hellboy... <laughs> well, he's like a fish man. I'm not sure he's a body of water. I, well, I'm looking for sentient water characters. I'm sure comic books are rife with them. Yeah, I mean, they probably are. All I can think of is ice-based ones, though, like Shiva yeah. from Final Fantasy VII or Iceman from the X-Men. Oh, well, bodies of water. Yeah. Lakes, rivers, streams, and even swimming pools. My wife loves swimming, but I can't bring myself to do it. When I was young, my grandmother and I would have movie marathons of Jaws and other horror films. For some reason, all the water-based films still have an effect on my everyday life. Thank you all for the amazing content and the laughs you provide. Due to the horrible content, I can't watch WWE more, uh, anymore, but I love listening to WrestleTalk. Once my family is out of the paycheck-to-paycheck life, we're going to join Patreon and hopefully get my own wrestling nickname. That's from Rick Laser. You've already got a wrestling nickname. I don't think that's his real surname. Oh, though. right. Um, um, still, Rick's a good first name. When does a water become a body? Well, he was saying it seems like it's any, like, collect- I mean, probably not a puddle, but like any collection. Your glass of, of water right there. But that's not a body. That's a glass of water. I think it's more like, I think a body of water means something you can swim in, I would say. Mm. Or a bottle. Yeah, uh, a, bath. A, a bath. Maybe. I mean, maybe he does have a fear of baths. Please clarify in a, in a further email, Rick. Are you scared of baths? I uh, I, I was at uni Should with a bath, really a, a uni with a girl who was who had a legit fear of water. She was hydrophobic, and yeah, it was, I, I I never got a satisfying answer mm. of how she didn't stink. Because <laughs> how do you wash? I, uh, when I was in Canada, I met a girl who is has a fear of crisps. Well, that's specific. Yeah, she just she can't be near people when they're eating crisps. She can't like look at crisps. It was um yeah, it was difficult because I bloody love crisps, mm. and uh, I had some like dill pickled flavored crisps that I picked up in Canada that were delightful, and I couldn't eat them around her. Such a Luke sentence, <laughs> reminiscing about those crisps you had in Canada. Oh, they were good though. Oh, they were excellent. When I was um, coming back from uh, the Avengers like, a couple of weeks ago, mm. I told you about the, the drunken ladies that were on the tube who were being very loud. Yes, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the way to bloody Shepherd's Bush, 
just actually White City, they wouldn't just get off the bloody train. They would just be very loud. But they did ask a question that I thought I would pose to, to you and Randy, because Randy, your microphone is on in, in the studio with us. If you have to live your entire rest of your life with either a towel that is constantly wet Oof. or wet toilet roll. Ooh. Uh, towel. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I went towel as well because the toilet it would it would break apart when you try to wipe. And yeah, get a, and you can you can always hand. you can always air dry. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. So you you want you both said the wet towel though. Wet towel, yeah, that's what I mean. So you want to live with the wet towel. Yeah, yeah. and then have constantly dry toilet hole toilet. Oh uh, right, ah well, b days. <laughs> oh, install a b day. I don't like that because I don't like splashback. In the toilet when you go for a number two, and so You'll I think a B day would be just as unpleasant. Yeah, but it's not—it's not your. What? Well, how do you take showers then? Because it's the same. I don't put the shower head up my. You don't. <laughs> well, how do you keep it clean in there? Is this what dirty happens? Andy? Is this what dirty, happens when dirty we invite Andy. you onto the podcast? You—you've been on. You've said three words, and already you're starting to talk about bumholes. I—I <laughs> I would definitely go for the wet towel, and yeah. that wet towel will be used. No, no, the dry towels. I'd need the dry towels for the B-Day washing of my butt. <laughs> okay, so you're saying toilet roll. You're yeah, I'm gonna, I think toilet, toilet roll, roll is wasteful anyway. If I could do, surely, toilet roll in 20 years' time, someone's going to come up with a better invention. Yeah, seashells. Like for a, three seashells. Yeah. What? Well, how how reliable? Demolition Man. Huh? You've seen the film Demolition Man? Not for a long time. So there's a gag in Demolition Man when he gets into the future that they have done away with toilet roll and just replaced it with three seashells. And the joke's never explained oh, as to you how just you don't use, know how to use yeah, it. So right. the, the running joke throughout the whole film is how do you use the three seashells? Mm. But how reliable, it how reliable is a B-Day, though? How, how powerful is a jet? Pretty reliable. That's how, like, you know, Japanese toilets are all based around that. And then you can have like a you can have a toilet with with something that squirts up and it washes that place, which I think is a lot cleaner than just dry paper spreading the mess around and hopefully it comes off. Well, you know, and then an air drying thing comes up out the toilet too. Does it really? Well, I'm sure one exists. What like a Dyson? Yes, like when you're in like in a pub and it's got like the air blade thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for your butt. In some cultures, they have like a little like a sort of I don't know what it's called. It's like a teapot thing where they use it mm. and they're, they're just their hand and, yeah. and water to, to wipe themselves. Yeah, mm. but Western society has not got toilet-based cleaning up right. This conversation has taken a turn that I did not expect. It's, yeah. it's, also, it's also one minute past three. You, you didn't factor in how much I've thought about this. <laughs> I once knew a girl who threw up in a B-Day. Oh, nice. And I had some dill pickle crisps. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is all we've got time for on this episode. If you are listening before our Prince Charles Cinema Show, get your tickets. Come on down. We're very much looking forward to meeting you all there for Ready to Rumble at the Prince Charles Cinema. We'll be back tomorrow with the Smackdown review, which will have some Raw styles in it as well, apparently. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.